You're listening to Brigade Radio 1. Welcome to the Anti-Social Show. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Hi everyone, it's Ethan from Combat Radio. You know every year we do an annual Christmas event for homeless children and social services where we bus in roughly 400 to 500 children and their families for what is essentially Christmas. It's presents, it's brunch, but most importantly it's a chance to tell these kids they matter. Please help us deliver Christmas to them. Go to GoFundMe.com slash Combat-Radio-Christmas-7. All spelled out. Why? Because this is the seventh year we will be doing this very heartwarming and endearing event. Please help us help them and get involved any way you can this holiday season. Thank you. Brigade Radio actually has its own studio. I did not know that. Yes. I I, I did not know that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's actually pretty cool. I've never been there, but it's no, pretty cool. Neither have I. Are you drinking apple juice? Huh? Are you drinking apple juice? Oh, oh, oh. I'm drinking uh, green tea. Oh, from Wawa. By Wawa. See? Yeah, I've heard of Wawa. Yes. Um, I've, I've never been to one, but I've heard of it. Oh, it's really good, dude. It's got, like, good food, got good everything. Um, the only glass. bad part about this, yeah. it's, it's got... Talks about Wawa. Todd Glass. <laughs> it's, it's got 18 grams of sugar, which is not too great. Uh, um, per, per, but per serving, how many servings yes. are in the thing? And 70 calories. Hmm. Okay, so wait, but seriously, how many servings are in the, in the thing? Um, no, this that, is... Like, if you were to drink that whole thing, how many servings is that? Um, it's about a half gallon. No, but it says how many servings are in the container at the top of the nutritional information. Oh. Yes, it does. Serving size is eight ounces, so... No, that's a serving size, yes, yes. Serving per container is eight. Eight, okay, so let's see, eight times eight is 64, eight... Times ten is eighty. Eighty plus sixty-four is uh, two hundred and forty-four. Mm-hmm. So that means that entire thing has a hundred and twenty-two sugar cubes in it. Yes. That, but but you don't have to drink all of it. 
<laughs> no, you don't have to drink all of it, obviously. An eight-ounce serving only has nine sugar cubes in it, but it's, I'm sure it's also got nutrients and other good stuff in it. Um, and it probably tastes great. It. it probably tastes yummy as hell. Oh, it does. It does. Um, uh, unfortunately, protein, it has zero grams, uh, zero total fat. Mm-hmm. Sodium is about 10 milligrams, 0%. Uh, I mean, does it taste great? It does. I, I on the other hand, speaking of uh, uh, beverages with sugar in them, I am drinking probably one of the least healthiest beverages with sugar in it, and that is an alcohol with sugar infused into it. I, I'm having candy corn vodka. Ooh, candy corn vodka. Yeah, it's exactly what you think it is. And well, actually, you might think it's candy corn flavored vodka. No, this is vodka that has had several, like a handful or more of candy corn dissolved into it. So it actually is orange looking mm-hmm. and tastes well. It's 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 got so it's got full candy corns worth of sugar in it. Now, let me ask you this. Sure. You are drinking candy corn vodka, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Wawa come and obviously not alcohol related, but uh, Wawa comes out with uh, pumpkin spice coffee every September through October, part of the Halloween season, I would guess. Nice fall season. Yeah. Now, with the candy corn vodka, is that like a seasonal thing, or is that something that can be purchased year round? Oh, uh, this is no. This is something we made by dissolving candy corn in vodka. <laughs> We made, oh, this okay, at, we, okay. we made this at home, so you, anybody can make this at home. All you have to do is Google like a candy corn vodka recipe, and then get yourself like a mason jar and let some candy corn dissolve for about a couple of days, and then strain off the leftover whatever's left in it, like maybe some cellulose, and, and like nice. through, like through a coffee filter or something, not through a coffee machine, but with a filter like through a colander, mm. and, and you've got yourself some basically sugar infused or candy corn infused um, vodka. It's like making nice, it's like nice. making a sugar tincture. Okay. Tink tincture. T i n c t u r e. Tincture. Now, have you ever had a vodka blush? Um, yes, I told it it had a nice ass. <laughs> yeah. I was I was uh, that was during my m- misogyny towards alcohol phase. I, um, I I have since grown past that and evolved as a human being. <laughs> At least they make an effort to, anyway. Uh, um, for those of you horror fans out there that have watched uh, Rosemary's Baby, of course, um, if you notice that when Rosemary and Guy Woodhouse uh, go over to the old-ass mummified Satanist house, they offer them uh, vodka blushes. And the recipe for that is actually on YouTube. You can actually make vodka blushes. Vodka blush. So what's... Yep. All right. Uh, does, it, does it have rose? Served cold. Oh, yes. Served chilled. I do recommend, yeah. That, yes. Uh, if you do drink, drink something chilled. By the way, speaking of something also, um, I don't, as you might know, uh, I don't consume sugar that much, um, that often. So this is a rare occasion. Ah, uh, no, you don't actually consume alcohol that uh, that often. Oh no, I also don't consume like sugar that much, like especially like candy. No, you don't. I try not to. I, um, there is a there is a non-sugared beverage called um, I keep wanting to call it Spendthrift, but it's like Spindrift, right? 
Mm-hmm. It, it's somewhere flavor wise between La Croix, uh, which mm-hmm. is you know lightly flavored hint of flavor sparkling water, and um, mm-hmm. somewhere between that and um, just like juice with bubbles in it. It's it's got it tastes. Like, I got the blackberry lemonade one. It's got no added sugar. So it's like a whole bunch of blackberries and lemons gave their essence and juice to be added to the sparkling water. And it tastes like fruit that has been squeezed into water or with sparkling water but with no sugar. It's not sweet is what I'm trying to say. It's not sweet, but it does taste like berries and lemonade if you can imagine that without without sugar. So you can always add nice. sugar to it if you want. Or... If you drink it, it's kind of like similar to drinking like a, well, like teas aren't necessarily sweet unless you add sugar to them. But people can still drink, you know, tea for its herbal flavor. Nice cup of oolong, which has kind of got a nice sort of, you know, I don't want to say leafiness because it doesn't taste like leaves. Leaves are bitter and shit, but, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's an essence thing, so it's it's actually pretty good. Um, but it's not sweet. I can't overemphasize that enough. It does taste like berries, but it's not sweet which is weird because berries actually do taste sweet occasionally in mm. so if you can imagine <laughs> anyway so also it doesn't have it doesn't have artificial sweetener in it either so it's no sugar no artificial so sweetener. like people that don't like sugar can can still enjoy this also people who don't like don't want aspartame or sucralose or xylitol or whatever that's called a self potassium which by the way i have nothing against xylitol or its generic brand or sucralose i, I actually like both of those sweeteners but I try to avoid aspartame. Now, of course, aspartame is actually not good for you. That's what I hear. I hear. Well, I've been doing. You know, but I remember. Um, well, I don't remember this firsthand. But uh, uh, there was this uh, sweetener called Cyclamate years ago that um, mm-hmm. they thought like uh, was really bad for you. They did a bunch of tests, and then they uh, came up with some somehow incorrect data. I'm not sure about the whole story of how this happened. But then they took it off the market, and people freaked out. And, and if you recall, saccharin also got a bunch of yes, a bunch of. Um, uh, grief, and then now, do you drink? Yeah. Uh, do you drink Diet Pepsi? I do not. Because if you uh, next time you go food shopping, right, or go into a convenience store or whatever, yeah, um, pick up a bottle of Diet Pepsi, right? Like, look at it; it'll actually say aspartame free because they took it out completely. Really? Well, yeah. Well, I will have to uh, check that out because I. In fact, I will hold try. on a second. You know what's weird, though, speaking of that? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll show you. Hold on. Okay. I see the cap. I actually have an empty bottle that I haven't thrown out yet, but if you can see it. See? Now aspartame free. Well, I'll be a son of a bitch. Does it have, um, does it have uh, 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 caffeine in it? Um, let's see. Yeah, it does have caffeine in it. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. So what's it? Yep. Well, because you know, there's caffeine-free diet Pepsi. What is this one sweetened with? This one is sweetened with. Let's see. It says carbonated water. Yep. Uh, caramel coloring. Okay. Uh, forceric, force. Phosphoric yeah. acid. Yes. Okay. Acid. Uh, potassium. Uh, ben benzate. Benzoate. Yeah. Benz- uh, preservatives. Mm-hmm. Uh. Sh- Sugar close? How's that spelled? S U C. Um, I'm actually reading that wrong. It's S U C A. No, S U C R A L O S E. That's sucralose. That's the first sweetener that they've listed, and that's that's also known as Splenda. 
Yes. That's its big brand name. But sucralose is the generic version of Splenda, basically. Now, so aspartame good. was actually – wasn't that like the uh, – wasn't that like a sweetener? Yeah, see, this is my understanding. I believe before um, that I think the original version of Sweet and Low was saffron, and then Sweet and Low, I think, became aspartame. Wrong. But there was also NutraSweet was aspartame, right? Yes. And you could look on – this is the thing. They had to make it – they put a little – I don't know if it was a warning, but they had to make note of it on there. So it would say aspartame, but then it would say it's something called phenylalanine. Mm-hmm. So it would say has phena whatever that word is, contains phenylalanine. I mean, if you think about it, like it, it still has caffeine. Like caffeine content is still thirty-four milligrams. Yeah, that's yeah, good. It still has natural flavor, uh, citric acid. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? The sodium count is still thirty-five milligrams. Does it have um, potassium asulfame in it? Um, it does not. That's fine. That's see. That's the thing. That's that's the one that goes by the name of xylitol. Okay. Um, I think stevia is also one that's making its rounds, but I don't think they've put it in Pepsi yet. And stevia is also supposed to be not terrible for you. Well, I mean, you you've tasted Diet Pepsi before, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I've had Diet. Yeah, Pepsi. It, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I answered that question wrong. Uh, ask me the question again, real quick. Okay, you've tasted Diet Pepsi before, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, it doesn't taste sweet at all. That's that's from the Ray Charles campaign. You got the right one, baby. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. See, that's uh-huh. how old I am. Anyway, so go ahead. <laughs> well, dude, I remember watching those commercials myself. That's how old I fucking uh, am. But if you if you drink, I want to say Pepsi Max. I've heard of that. Pepsi Max is a form of Diet Pepsi, but it has a bit of sweetness to it. Not like regular Pepsi, because regular Pepsi basically tastes like shit. Well, you know, Pepsi Throwback is pretty good, but it has sugar in it. It has lots of sugar. Yes, it does. I mean, it's it's a, it's a you know, hey, it's uh, I'm looking around the room to see if there's a can in here. That I, pretty much we took everything to recycle. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, it's over 36 grams of sugar per can, uh, easily. Like, I think the number's 48, but maybe not. But 36 grams of sugar is still 18 sugar cubes per can. See, now, mm-hmm. I stopped drinking soda with sugar in it, and I also have been exercising, but as we know, we found out recently, and boxes that exercise alone isn't good, isn't effective for weight loss. It's about reducing the calories, or in my case, I reduced, like, uh, I don't know, 750% of the... <laughs> It's not that okay. I don't think that works that way. But lots. Basically, I stopped having anywhere from, uh, say, thirty-six to um, sometimes seventy-two, the equivalent of sugar per day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I dropped it down to pretty low. I rarely have a full-on sugar beverage. I all my sugar basically just comes from my food intake, and I I also try to watch that. I'm also eating more more uh, fiber-based uh, foods. But the main de- point is, is I'm not dumping all that sugar into my system daily on a regular basis anymore. And because of that, I like some people have heard the podcast know that I've lost about 40 pounds. And I'm approaching... I've gained weight. Really? Mm-hmm. I gained seven pounds. Oh, I, I, didn't, I had not noticed. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I have to basically go back on my diet. Oh, yeah? What was your diet? Um, 
Yeah, it's just been like the fact I've been working so much lately. It's it's I haven't been able to really eat as healthy as I was when I got out the hospital. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I mean, once I get back into like the diet and everything like that, I'll be fine. But it's just, seven pounds is like. It may not sound like a whole lot, but you can definitely tell a difference, you know, um, as far as like clothes, where they fit, the way you feel, sure. that sort of thing. So, Oh, yeah. I've made I've had to make several notches in my I have a leather belt. I've had to make new holes because uh, I only have the one belt. And um, I'll, I, I, well, I should probably I'll be right back. I'll count and see how many new notches I've made since I got that belt. But I've gone down in size significantly. I actually have underwear that I bought like 10 years ago that I haven't been able to wear because I put on the, some weight and they were uncomfortable. So they, they're practically brand new. That's probably a little bit too much information, but hold on for a second. <laughs> um, so uh, as far as like tonight's concerned, what is the uh, special occasion with the uh, uh, the candy corn infused uh, vodka? Oh, there's no special occasion. And it was just, uh, we made some candy corn vodka, and I thought, you know what, uh, we're going to be recording tonight. I don't you know, normally drink, um, so I guess the special occasion was our podcast. And then it's, you know, it's probably October by the time this airs, so. True. So there's that. Uh, yes, yeah, so probably by the time they do hear this, it's going to be October, right? Yeah, it's going to be October. How long does it actually take to uh, make uh, candy corn infused vodka? Uh, something like two to three days. Hmm. I would say it's like a really good Halloween drink. I, I would say, too, if you like the taste of candy corn. I mean, a lot of people don't. I do. Actually, I do not. But I, I'll be interesting. Uh, I would be interested in uh, tasting it in vodka. Fair enough. Well, I mean, it depends on how much you dislike the taste of candy corn. Because it's like, um, you know how candy corn tastes? Yes. Imagine that with vodka. Hmm. It's it's sweet, but it's got that kind of specific type of candy corn taste profile, you know, which I think the pumpkins also taste like. I, I think the pumpkins are made out of uh, candy corn flavored material. They're just shaped differently. Actually, you know what's pretty weird? Like when I was going trick or treating as a kid, right? Sure. Uh, <laughs> candy corn was like the only thing I didn't want to get. Uh, trick or treating yeah. because yeah, it wasn't my favorite candy. I hear you. I'm- but, 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 I will go on record saying that I, I am curious to taste it in a vodka-type drink because when it comes to, like, let's say, uh, when I'm tired, I can't think of it. Oh, of course, pina colada. Ah, you like pina colada? I, I, I don't like coconut, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like it in pina colada, so, I mean... I, you know, I'm. Uh, it's interesting, you know, because coconut's one of those things you can enjoy so many different ways, or not enjoy if you don't like it. Like I sure, like coconut sure. in some forms and dislike it in other forms. Mm, I, mm, like I, I, when when coconut meat is made into coconut milk, not coconut water, but that pulverized version that gets put into curries, I, I think mm. it's, it's pretty good because it's nice and neutral and it takes on the flavor of the curry really well and it adds a creaminess. But then you're also tasting the curry more than the coconut milk, so there you go. Um, when it is shredded up really tiny and colored green and put onto Easter stuff or onto snowballs, and, and it kind of gets that squeaky sort of texture, 
You know, it's kind mm-hmm. of sort of like then I, I then I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of that that preparation of coconut. Well, you know the 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 funny thing about curry is it mm. it does taste good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Unless yeah. you use too much of it, and then it becomes overpowering and doesn't taste good. But I've had it with I've had it with coconut, and it tastes pretty good. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Curry. For goes, example, curry uh, varies. Have, mm-hmm, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say curry also varies wildly based on um, its its core, based on its other ingredients. Like you know, some have, yes. some are more tart, some are more sour, some are more spicy, some are more uh, savory. Sorry, I like the spicy. Some are spicy and savory. Some are tart and sour. Some are tart and sour. Some are tart and spicy. It's it's all you know. You can go many different ways with it. Have you ever had coconut white rice? I have, but not in a long time. It's really good, but it also uh, goes good with a uh, curry type, uh, you know, meal. Like for example, if you have like curry chicken, for mm-hmm. example. Yes, which I make often. Um, then coconut rice goes extremely well and tastes good. Now, is the rice that comes with is it uh, is it a basmati rice that has coconut uh, added to it, or is it? I like think a, so. A different I, I, I think it's like. I think you can either get it added or you can get, like, regular white rice to boil. Like a short grain rice? Or, yeah. Or long grain rice? Long grain, I think. Okay. And then you can add, like, the flavoring to it as you cook it or boil it or however you do with rice. Cool. Yeah, I don't mean, yeah. to, I don't mean to sound like I feel like Cliff Clavin a little bit here. Uh, you know, you got your regular sort of uh, short grain rice varieties in on and... Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, the long grain one, so you know, give you the short variety. It's better for like the sushi, um, you know. But the long grains are uh, anyway. Never yeah. eat sushi on Sunday. Why is that? It's not fresh. Sushi's never fresh on Sunday. Oh, because it's t- two days removed from the boat that brought it in on Friday. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. That's what I heard. Wow. That's don't shoot the messenger. I, I I'd always heard that you never eat sushi on Sunday. Like any other day during the week, fine. Never Sunday. Oh, this is some of the crap that we talk about on the anti-social show. We just jump all over the fucking place. It, it's actually uh, quite nice to get back to this type of uh, uh, chaoticness, you know. Yeah. Um. Although we did last time, we uh, ladies and gentlemen, our dear listeners. Uh, last time we recorded, we were able to make into a couple of different shows, and we uh, interviewed the uh, the wonderful, funny, awesome Ed Wallach, and it was a awesome time. Mm-hmm. I never laughed so hard in my life. I mean, it, it was so hysterical. It, it sounded like a uh, a frat house at some point in time. So, sorry, what's like listening to a frat house? Listening to our shows with Ed Wallach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at, at some point in time, like during that night, um, when we were we were interviewing uh, Ed there, it, it really sounded like a, a fraternity house, like a frat house, like we were having a party. Oh, okay. Like it was like I'm surprised the cops didn't get called. <laughs> but it was it was an awesome good time though. Like I enjoyed it. So yeah, we have to get him back on. In fact, it was quite a good time. I enjoyed it. I'm glad to hear you still enjoy doing the show. 
Dear listeners, Davian Dent uh, I've been talking to for quite a long time, and he's actually willing to come on. We just have uh, – right. unfortunately, he's in the UK. We're in the United States, so it's, it's kind of like a scheduling problem because of the time difference. There's about, so. about an eight-hour time difference from where I am. Mm-hmm. It's either from where I am or from where and, you are. And don't forget that he's walking around dressed as a woman, you know, trying to get them five-pounders. He's like, oh, hi, Mike. I'll suck your cock for you, and you give me five pounders for my Porsche. Remember how? Um, you remember how uh, expensive it used to be to call the UK? Yes. Neither do I. I don't, but because I never tried it, but it, it would get referenced in the television programs sometimes. Yeah, you couldn't call it the UK. It was England. Well, you now it's try. the UK. Well, yeah, it's whatever it is. But I mean, like, uh, but calling from like New York to UK as. Um, did you ever, did you do you did you ever used to watch Friends? Mm-hmm. See now I, I didn't watch the entire show, but I watched a few of the series and then I had this sort of best of friends videotape that had some selected episodes throughout the years, and one of them was when um uh, Rachel apparently goes across to England for reasons undisclosed at this time, because I'm gonna mm. spoil it for anybody who hasn't said you know done it yet, but um so I, I think Joey is over there. And he calls mm. no wait, or is Joey yeah, Joey's over there and Lisa Kudrow is stuck at uh, back home in New York for also other various reasons, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know this story is going to go nowhere, but it's, I'm going to try to get the shortest version out. So she says, she, she says, "Oh hi, Joey," on the phone, and she says something like, um, something about, "I saw somebody on the bus the other day, and I wanted to say hi to him, but then I thought, oh, he doesn't know that he doesn't know that he looks like you." <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. just something that you know that the Phoebe would say normally like that. And Joey mm. was like, eh, that, that cost me $8. <laughs> you know, in long distance fees, basically. It's like that, yeah, whole, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that whole side train that she took him down cost $8, basically. Or, or something like that. It was like, it was some amount. It was, I don't think it was like $15 or $4. It was like, it was some kind of like less than 10, but more than five amount, I think. But it was funny because he said it like, kind of like, like, thanks, Phoebe. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> That just, was a good show, dude. That yeah. was a good show. Oh, yeah, great characters, you know. Um, mm-hmm. great, great writing. Um, from what I remember, I, again, I only saw um, season one and season two all the way through, and I'm going to probably be. We have it on Blu-ray, so I'll probably be moving. Uh, Actually, through do. the series eventually before I get too old. Let me check something real quick for you. Or maybe I won't. Maybe I'll die. Let me check something for you. Friends, right? Yeah, yeah. Check. Let's see. Do you know I told you life was going to be this way. Your job's a joke, you broke. You yeah. love life, you Like you're always For stuck in me? For me? For you to Come on, for even Um, Friends for me is not included on Amazon. Uh, but it's up there. Probably not for me either. But I do it on Amazon. So yeah, I recommend The Man in the High Castle if you get a chance. Uh, you could it's choose to read the book. You could choose to read the book first, but it's not it's not necess- absolutely necessary. But his books generally are pretty interesting, at least the ones I've had a look at. Oh, I uh, I definitely can read the book first. And what, um, and what it's I mean, but uh, his books also make really fascinating screen adaptations uh, at times. So I rather you know uh, the book, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah in most cases is better than the actual movie or 
I guess, TV show in this case. So, I mean, I would rather read the book first and then watch it. If you prefer. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's Philip K. Dick, also known by some of his fans as PKD. And it's not a very long book, but it doesn't have to be. Um, that's all I'm going to say because then it won't. I don't want to. I don't want to throw any kind of uh, impressions on the TV show and how it how it differs or or might be the same or any of those things. I'm not going to commit to either one of those lines of thinking. So I don't want to spoil anything for you. Well, now take like for example, um, Hellraiser. Sure. Right? Oh yeah. Uh huh. It was actually a book before it was actually a uh, movie, so you can only imagine how... I've never read the book. Mm, I haven't Um, It's The Hellbound Heart. I've not read it. Yes. Yeah. So you can only imagine how fucked up the book is because the movie is, like, real fucked up because at the end, you know, Uncle Frank is like, (laughs) Jesus wept before he gets, like, blown apart and shit. Yeah. So, and, and Uncle Frank, let me tell you something. Uncle Frank in that movie is like a fucking asshole. Yeah, you know? Yeah. He like breaks out his like fucking switch, but he's like talking to his niece and shit. He's like, it's Uncle Frank. Come to Jatty. Yeah, it's creepy. Like, he's fucked up. Come to Daddy. Come to Daddy. Come to yes, Daddy. Come to Daddy. Come to Daddy. Come to Daddy. Come to Daddy. Did you ever hear that Aphex Twin song, Come to Daddy, and see the, see the video for it? No. Oh, I'll have to play that for you another time. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great uh, video. Just a f***ed up piece of music and art. It's, uh, it's Chris. I think it was a Chris Cunningham uh, directed video. Mm. Anyway, but so we were talking about something, and then, uh, but go ahead. Yeah. We led into one thing to the other thing to the other thing to the other thing to the other thing. Yeah, but I think I was I was going to comment on something, but that's okay. I don't need to get every comment in. <laughs> or do I? Ugh. Another another glorious episode of the anti-social show. We get so far into different things that we forget what we... Now, most of the time, we do remember what we talked about. Um, yeah, I'd say we're on brand at the moment. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Uh, I hope the audience, I hope our listeners uh, are happy that we're, in fact, back. And uh, uh, how... Uh, October is going to be a pretty exciting month as far as like Halloween activities are concerned. We're going to try to get out there and uh, do something for you this year, uh, something special. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from the uh, Halloween album, which you can go listen to. Um ready for Halloween? Well, it doesn't have to be Halloween for you to be ready for this. The Combat Radio two-disc Halloween albums featuring many of our epic regulars. Musicians, songs, and haunted audio tales. All there for you anytime you want it. You want Halloween in August? You want it in May? You want it in April? Get it. Go to CD Baby, enter Combat Radio Halloween, and get yourself hooked up with some haunted awesomeness today. Where we've been, actually. Tyson and I have actually worked, uh, I want to say, for about two, three weeks, almost every single night. Uh, working on script, working on uh, dialogue, uh, storyline, things like that, and of course uh, characters, um, which is actually pretty fun. So uh, I hope you enjoy it as much as we uh, enjoyed uh, doing it, of course. We hope to bring those characters back during this Halloween season for you uh, in a different aspect. So, mm. bring them back. I will be playing the part of Fritz, and Tyson is playing the part of Mr. L. 
Yes. Mr. Allen. Hey, Mr. Allen. And I'm Fritz. That's good. So, That's a good one, yeah. I'm actually surprised I didn't lose my voice after that. Oh, well, you know, and yeah, me too. On, I mean, on my voice, because I had to get, I have to start down here. Kind of have to pitch my voice a bit lower to do the voice, so I'd start here, and then try to roll it around. Then it's down here, and rumbling in this mm-hmm. range, and holding it here, and doing this. Oh, you know, I had to practice with, like, Lord of the Rings. What was the name of Saruman's home in Lord of the Rings? That, that, that tower that he lived in, the obsidian thing, in the, Lord, oh. in the Peter Jackson movies. I don't remember. Uh, okay. It's called something specifically because it says it. Yes. And now Gandalf the Grey run, you know, comes here to seeking my counsel. I remember watching, like, I remember watching, like, one or two of the movies. Old friend. Yes, sir. Um, and I remember what, what, did the cartoon come out in, like, the late 70s or early 80s? Uh, Yes. I don't recall. It's somewhere in there. I think it was like 77, 79 for the Lord of the Rings film. The Hobbit had come out before that. Yeah, because that's the one I watched. Yeah, Hobbit was ranking bass. Uh, the Lord of the Rings plus the Two Towers part of the story was adapted into one film by Ralph Bakshi, and then Return of the King was adapted by Rankin Bass again. Mm-hmm. One ring to rule them all. One ring to find them all. Okay. And the one ring to bind them all, and in the darkness binds them, or some shit like that. Yes, and in the darkness bind them. Oh. Of Actually, course, there's I, only one trilogy, and it's Return of the Jedi. Right, right. Well, I, you know, anyway, so let's see here. Um, so even these are often sold in a set, even though that okay, the hob, the hobbit got the right. Uh, she put it in the tank here, but it's all right in the fucking Hobbit. The fucking Hobbit. It's called the Hobbit. It's the Hobbit. I'm going to kick your ass back to the Shire. It, it's a. Uh, oh dear. It's called. Oh, you know, the Hobbit was originally written in 1937, so that book was published 80 years ago, it was. It was a Hobbit mm. by J.R.R. Tolkien. Large portions of the trilogy inspired by the penances to return a king. Oh, wait, this is a film entry. Oh, but uh, why is it? Have you ever been to, um... Where's the animated one here? Have you ever been to, uh, recently, have you ever been to, uh, Cheesequake Factory? Cheesequake Factory. Uh, Cheesecake, sorry, Cheesecake Factory. At a point. Chesapeake Cheesecake Factory. Um, I have never been to a cheesecake factory. Okay. You either, know, like the- I, either a restaurant or an actual factory that makes cheesecake. I haven't been to neither one. I've been to Neck nor the other. Neck, Neck, Neck. Neck, Neck. It's a restaurant. Yes. Uh, oh, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, like Marie Callender's is also yeah. a restaurant. Even though they have pies in the thing. Let me, fact, let me bring this up for a Hold on one second. Sure. I want to show you something really cool. Wow. I hope they have it. Right now, I'm seeing the back of his phone. Yes. That is the back of the phone. It's communicating with the front of my phone. No, it's not. It's uh, <laughs> communicating with the camera. I can see an Apple symbol. Uh, Hunter is doing some searching now. Yes. Seeking my counsel. Cheesecake Factory. Chesapeake Wackahoo. 
Okay. The original Hobbit, um, the original Hobbit animated film came out in 1977. Okay, got it. What about very old friend? Okay. Oh, look, John Huston is going off in the animated one. <laughs> John Huston. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to do a John Huston impression. I couldn't, no, especially not as well as, oh, what's that? Oh, I see the, okay, yes. What? That's from Lord of the Rings, right? Okay. Like the evil eye or whatever? Yeah, that's, that is Sauron's tower. That's, that's, the eye of yes. Sau- that's the eye of Sauron. Now, this is from the actual Cheesecake Factory. This is at, like, the, uh, this is on every booth that they have, okay? All right. Oh, so they're, but the, Hold on. Well, that's, okay. That looks Hold an awful the, lot like the, uh, the other thing. So, yep. Is it an accident or is they, do they do it on purpose? I think it was an accident, but it's like one of those, like, it was like one of those coincidences, you know, it's like, it's really fucking cool. Dear listeners, if you ever go to cheese, uh, cake factory, of course, every booth has what looks like that evil eye from uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's so. pretty trippy. Mm-hmm. That's pretty trippy. Trippy, 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 trippy. Good trippy. food, by the way. Is it? Well, I would look forward to having that someday. Um, mm-hmm. I won't probably get one here. You know what's funny is we probably have one here. Oh, they there. don't have it in your area? No, I don't think so. Ah, fuckers. Uh, eventually. Okay, let's see here. They don't have the plot of the... Uh, you know how Wikipedia often has the plot sort of mm-hmm. laid out on things? Well, apparently, no. All I want to know is what the place he lives in is called, and that would it would tell me if they had the plot listed, because it's the bit where Gandalf goes to see him and gets trapped in the thing. Wasn't Elf City or some shit like that? Yeah, it was called Elf City. No. No? No, it was called Rivendell. <laughs> Elf City is like a mall. This is, a, this, is, this, is, this is Middle Earth, not Minnesota. Middle Earth is from fucking uh, Gunslinger, pal. <laughs> That's true. I actually think it's Midworld or something like that. What? Or like Midgard is like um, <laughs> Norse mythology. City called Elf City. Word. Yeah, Rivendell is where, is where the, el- the elves hang out. Um, and where the elves hang out. <laughs> Where the elves hang out and shop. Yeah, they just hang out. Elf City! Uh, Elf City! Uh, let's see, rings. Come, uh, come on down to Elf City, we'll get you an elf. Come on down to Elf City. Uh, let's see. Uh, Freaking giggle. Is it called Northern Mirkwood? Ah, uh, yes, the Mirkwood Elves. Mirkwood is another place where elves live. Yes. Right, so you you actually haven't read these books, have you? And you don't you're not. You've got... I've I've never read the books. Oh, okay. So that's I I actually read them kind of. Well, I don't want to say late in life. I read them. Uh, I guess I didn't read them very. Okay, so I read them kind of young, but I didn't retain a lot of it except for the Hobbit, which I had seen. A, you know, I had a version of that. Um, I think I was a little, I couldn't find copies of the Lord of the Rings, um, Bakshi adaptation at the time when I was younger, so I didn't see that till much later. So when I when I when the Lord of the Rings movies were finally being added, adapted into you know live action movies, I think I decided to go through and read them again so that stuff would like sit in my head a little better. But the reason why I know all the little details is is not because I'm smart or anything. It's just uh, it's 
they, there's a whole, whole mess of behind the scenes stuff. And it also talks about the story and the history of the world. It's all stuff that's like on the four disc set of, you know, special edition of DVDs of these movies. And also talked a lot about during the commentaries. And when I first got married, um, mm-hmm. we would put the commentaries on or the behind the scenes footage because it was just sort of people talking softly about stuff, you know, with some pleasant mm-hmm. music, talking about the history of Tolkien. And it was kind of, you know, it's not that it. It's not that it wasn't interesting, but if you hear something a lot of times, it becomes background noise, and that helped us sleep. So, oh, okay. So I'd wake up and I'd hear bits that I'd heard before, and stuff would just stick after a while. And you know, I'd hear, I'd hear names. Actually, you know what helps me sleep? What's that? Um, that? As far that? as like, like a background movie um, is Witches of Eastwick. I'm oh, sorry, say that again. Witches of Eastwick. What about it? Well, you're talking about movies that help your wife sleep, right? Oh, Witches of Eastwick helps you sleep. Yeah, yeah. So That's for me, it's Witches of Eastwick. That's interesting. I haven't, you know, I've seen that movie once. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it's probably yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. Okay, so his tower. Oh, it's on Amazon. It's the Tower of Orthanc. Okay. Oh no! But the word he said in the thing, it's the Tower of Orthanc. He lives in. It's in Isengard. And, ah. and Gandalf the Grey rides to Isengard, seeking. Well, you my, know what I like about seeking my you, counsel. You know what I like about Lord of the Rings, right? No, I have no idea what you is, like about Lord of the Rings. Is that little fucked up? Is that little fucked up creature with the ears and the and the? Oh, Gollum. You know, Gollum. Yeah, you know. Oh, Gollum's on. Yeah, Gollum's a great character. I loved. I, I loved the fact that uh, the actor who played that. Uh, read some fucked up shit about Trump like his fake news and shit oh did it as Gollum yeah Andy Serkis he's yeah. like the fake news it's so dirty precious on another on another night when my voice isn't fucked up I'm gonna have to like do an Im- uh, imitation of that because yeah. but yeah Gollum I love Gollum because he's like my precious don't touch my ring I'll kill you where you stand, precious. My precious. <laughs> Funny. Hmm? What were you going to say? Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's like one of my favorite characters of Lord of the Rings. That and Frodo, of course, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fro- Frodo's cool. Nah, it's Frodo. I know it was you, Frodo. I knew it was you. You broke my heart. And I am Gandalf, and you shall not pass. You shall not pass. I'll tell you what, that one wizard on Lord of the Rings was an asshole. Sauron. Yes. Christopher Lee's character. Because he's the one that sided with uh, the Dark One. Yes, and and the Dark Lord does not share power. Nope. That was like the thing, that was like the thing, like uh, there was so many rings that were created, and of course, the uh, the Dark One, the Dark Lord, created his own ring, and that was like the ring that was sought after. Yes, it was the one ring. And, it was the one ring yes, to rule the, the one ring. And <laughs> I remember in the cartoons, the the elf lady, whatever her name was, she was telling Frodo yeah. that she couldn't take the ring because she would become really super evil and shit and become a bitch. Yeah, she would basically be essentially a version of a version of Sauron. Mm-hmm. It's Galadriel you're thinking of. The elf queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
like I said, I listened to these things. I heard these things a lot. So these names just sort of stick in your head after a while. Because, by the way, you know, I only had the the, re- the red version. And it's not like there was a pronunciation key mm. in those books. So, like, you know, I look at the word Galadriel. And it's, I don't even know if I would have known how to pronounce it. I might have said Galadriel. It could have been any number of things, you know. True. They're all names that you know didn't exist before, basically, or most of them are. Oh. I mean, he created a whole. He had created a couple of languages. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, it's funny because, well, I mean, yeah, I really wanted to talk about Esperanto at some point, but we can't really do that oh. tonight. Esperanto. Esperanto. That'll be something for uh, we'll talk as Davy and Den would say. We'll talk about that later. Jeez. Definitely on the next episode, we should talk about uh, Esperanto, because I was talking about that earlier, and for the life of me, I guess because I was tired, uh-huh. I couldn't remember the fucking name of that fucking language. Oh, yeah, Esperanto. Esperanto, that's it. Yeah, Esperanto means uh, one who hopes. Yes. And it's the word Esperanto, essentially, is derived from hope. Yay! Okay, so... So uh, on our next episode, we will discuss uh, whatever, like we normally do, and Esperanto, of course, which is a fascinating language, which I'm trying to learn, but but as far as, like, tonight is concerned, that's our uh, that's our episode for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I am Hunter Block. I am Tyson Sayer. Be decent to each other. Absolutely. Good night. G's Posta. Have a good time, folks. Mm-hmm.